Hello. Hello. What a long time no see. It's oh been a good goodness. few weeks. Yeah. How many weeks has it been? Uh, like three or four. Is this our f- our fourth week? Maybe. We've had we had a three week break, and this would be the fourth. Yeah. Well, it was actually intentional because we were like basically the viewership was down, and we just knew it'd be one of those things if we just leave them hanging for long enough. They yeah. go back, listen to our old stuff. You know, get those numbers up. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely and not because me and Ed uh, were just really busy. It's not that at all. No, it's actually on purpose. But it's also fair to say that um, what you just described did happen. Did it? <laughs> we got like, I, I we got almost 200 listens in the time we were away. Oh my God. Which is about a third of the overall number of <laughs> listens we've had <laughs> ever. So it genuinely happened. And um, particularly on, I can't remember the exact name, but whichever episode mentions Richard Iowardi ah. in the title um, has got like 86 listens, Damn. which is like double anything else. Oh my God. So that's fun. That is fun. Oh, well, yeah, totally purposeful. I know what yeah. we need to do now when our, our listenership is down again. Shout out to Richard Iowardi. Shout out to Richard Iowardi. Thanks for that. <laughs> Have you missed us? Have you missed our voices? Yeah. Have you? And my, my I think my my um shout out to my family who rescued me today and are currently on holiday in Cumbria. Uh and I know my 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 dad listens as he goes to sleep on a Aww. Sunday evening. So I you can listen to my dulcet tones once again, father. Not as creamy and beautiful as the usual dulcet tones because ed is on a uh, is on a backup mic i am on a backup mic but it still sounds good thank you your resonance is still beautiful i feel i don't know if i'm overcompensating or if if i'm just always this resonant (laughs) (laughs) we've got big news on the illness front yeah big news big news ed has covid I have COVID. I'm currently isolating oh. with COVID-19 with oh. the noro... No, what is it? The novel COVID... I can't remember Hello? what the full name is. I can't remember <laughs> the whole name. Uh, 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 that, yeah. Not, that yeah, one. what is the full name? It's a novel... Novel... novel. Norovirus COVID, yeah, something like that. something like that. COVID-19... Uh, anyway novel noro coronavirus something yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's that it's exactly what noella which said. no one's heard of no one's heard of very niche i am um almost entirely symptomless yeah uh which, which is, is always more, more painful yeah it's like yeah you know at least if i'm ill take pity on me because i'm actually ill like yeah exactly. bring me soup to my door yeah. Text me, I'm really sorry you're feeling so shitty. Yeah. And if I'm absolutely symptomless, then what sympathy? Oh, oh no. Mm. Yeah. What's that about? Just poor you having to sit in your room doing nothing all day. Yeah. It sounds like a beautiful thing to do. Mm? And actually, you know, most people wait for years of their life for an excuse to do that. <laughs> but I, as soon as you're there, the last thing you want to do is nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've kind of wanted to... I thought I was going to churn through my book. (gasps) And I just haven't read my Mm. book at all. 
Um, I think I it's the, it's the choice element. The choice it's of true. it. Yeah. It's like true. choosing to be restful is very different to being forced to be restful. Yeah. 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 I should also say I've been um, in a in a house on my own all day and that means one thing and one thing only, which is uh, belting songs <laughs> that I have no right to be belting. <laughs> so my voice is in a very temperament, <laughs> temperamental you, state when currently. When you say no right to be belting, you mean like, oh, because I can't sing that. Not because like thematically in a song, you do not suit... <laughs> Like, yeah, you're being legally blonde. Racial injustices. <laughs> yeah, it's <kind> of <laughs> I'm not quite <laughs> Reese with a spoon, so yeah. you know it's insensitive to white people. We've uh, all been there. Yeah, I th- um, well, I it only motivates me more knowing. I, I mean, you know, the the vocal skill aside, knowing that I'll never be cast as Elle Woods from Legally Blonde only yeah. makes me want to sing it more. Well, th- this is true. This is true. I think you've got more chance than I have. <laughs> I don't At think I'm going right to be register. honest, Ed. E- e- me <laughs> or you are not going to stand the chance. It's it's not it's because it's it's not just like being blonde. You stick a wig on anyone. It's like she's so quintessentially Californian white that yeah. it's just. <laughs> In the same way that it's racially insensitive for a white person to play Othello, it is racially insensitive for any non-white person to play. Yeah, in the exact same way. You know, it has the same cultural same repercussions. connotations. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. Same impact on said group. You know, hey, same history there. If we're going to carve out a safe space for <laughs> minority voices, we've got to carve out a safe space You've got to for think the majority white, white voice. You have yeah. to. It's so important. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, all, no, no. <laughs> at the end of the day, the global mi- majority is the national minority. Exactly. So, <laughs> so who are we to, to flip in? Question anything. Dictate anything. We all matter. We all matter. Mm. Oh my wow! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've given myself. I was like, how far time. do we go with this? You know, how how long can we drag this out? And there we was got about there. Four or five things that went through my brain, yeah. and I really had to say, <laughs> "No, Ed, this is not. This is not going on Spotify forever." <laughs> Did you hear that? My voice keeps breaking. It's really not oh, good. Oh wow! I, Maybe you're hitting puberty. Maybe. Oh my gosh, maybe puberty's well, arrived. Speaking of puberty, um, there's... <laughs> Tweet. <laughs> great segue. But genuinely, me and Jack watched a really good film the other night. It's called Turning Red. It's a Pixar film. And it's about oh. uh, 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 an Asian-Canadian um, uh, young girl going through puberty and, and she turns into a red panda. It's really good. Oh, I keep really seeing... Really recommend it. I keep seeing that on... Disney Plus. I, I it's suppose. so beautiful, and it's it's. I think it's an all woman creative team, as in the core staff, like heads wow. of the animation, the director, producer, that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of them are Asian as well. So, and you can just tell it's written by people who understand the culture it's about. Um, yeah, and it is just red. beautiful. It's really beautiful. It's it's about it's a coming of age film. Um, I think the girl is thirteen in it, and she kind of 
goes through puberty and it, and it's also set in 2002 I believe so it's a very like that that era is very present you know like the music and the like the Tamagotchis and that kind of thing so it's really really beautiful and I would recommend and it's mm. got a lot of influence from like anime and, and in terms of like certain moments of stylistic choices it's just it's very cute this is a very good film I very much oh. recommend it beautiful okay. as well beautifully animated I will give that anyway that's a, a gift from me to you a watch yeah thank you you're so so welcome I was suddenly trying to think if I had any um, very good coming of age films to recommend, but I don't really. The only one that comes to mind is, uh, I think it's a Turkish film mm. called Mustang. Mustang? It's Mustang. I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. It's a really good film, but it's very full on and it's got some very dark themes. So I would suggest checking out Trigger Warnings maybe yeah. before watching that. But it's a very good film. I'll add it um, to my letterboxed. About three sisters. So Chekhov. Hello. Whoa. Whoa. Hello. Did someone say actor? Hey there. <laughs> I'm an actor. Also, Put me in your show. We're sorry, we're just on the film recommendation roll now, apparently. Oh, but um Hell yeah. I also watched um a film which was recently uh, selected as the uh, best international film at the Oscars, which is Drive My Car. Very good film. Very good film. Very Drive long. So, so long. It's three hours long. And my one criticism of it is it doesn't need to be. It is just so unnecessarily long. Uh, unnecessarily oh. lily long. Uh, but it is beautiful. It is worth the watch. And if you know, if you can like get ready and build up your stamina and just be ready for a three hour sit down and maybe take an interval halfway through for yourself. Okay. One of those. Really, but it's, I think the problem they had with it was every shot was so beautiful mm. that you can't, you can't cut any of it because it is just that gorgeous. Um, uh, but yeah. I, I believe it's um, a Japanese film uh, directed mm. by, um, I can't remember their name. Um, but it's based on a Haruki Murakami novel. Oh, And okay, it's about yeah. a guy and um, he, his journey with, with uh, well, I don't want to spoil it, actually. A uh, journey with a lot of things in life. And um, he, he goes to um, this, this theatre company, uh, I believe in Hiroshima, um, where they, they put on a play called um, Uncle Vanya. Uh, Whoa, yeah. I know that. I know that play. Um, but also the, the, it, it's basically, it deals with a lot of themes and a lot of the themes r run parallel to a lot of the themes in Uncle Vanya. And so that oh, the way that the story threads alongside the putting on of the play of Vanya is really yeah. beautiful. Like the, the progression that it takes through putting on a play like that um, mm. it, and, and how a lot of the moments in the film with the, this, this guy's life um kind of meet thematically with moments in uncle vanya very beautiful mm. yeah so i would recommend it as well but it is drive my car three hours long yeah well i don't have a recommendation but i do have a story which kind of well this talk of theater the combination of your talk of theater and my bad american accent <laughs> that i just did <laughs> i was fortunate enough to go and see Small Island, mm. which is an absolute must watch um, if you're able 
at, up at the National Theatre mm. on the Olivier stage. Ooh. My first time at the National, I was very, very excited. Um, audience response was questionable, but mm. that's another topic in time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I, well, so at the interval, I was telling my friends uh, a story, a true story that happened to me when I went to go and see the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime mm. a long time ago. And <clears throat> there she goes again. Um, <laughs> and uh, in which I was sat next to two kind of middle-aged American women and we got to the interval and they stood up, they picked up all of their stuff, they put their coats on and oh. they went, wow, that was great. That was amazing. What a great show. Oh. And I was like, oh, um, you know, there's another half. <gasps> and they were like, really? Oh my God, that's amazing. What great value for money here. Oh. And... So I kind of did this very obnoxious, very loud American accent and then kind of went on to say kind of, I'm sure they have intervals in America, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And uh, my friend Darcy took, waited until that moment to uh, remind me that the, the two wonderful women that were sat in front of us were American students who'd come over <gasps> um, to London and were watching... Uh, which I hadn't registered until that moment. So I swiftly made my way into the foyer <laughs> and hid out there until the second half started. So be careful to do obnoxious American accents mm. um, in in busy theatres. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say. Yeah, especially when, when theatres are prime place. Theatres in London being prime place for just international visits yeah. anyway. Yeah. And the saddest thing is I think I've got a story fairly similar to that from almost all of my theatre experiences. So <laughs> I don't know why I've never, ever learnt. But <laughs> oh, I, I look forward to, to going to the theatre with you, Ed, because I just know it's going to be so great. Uh, I get very excited. Yeah, I think it might be that your energy may be, you know, tilting you into another realm. It's true. Yeah. I get giddy with excitement <laughs> when I'm in the theatre. There's some magic about it. I just love it. There is. I just well, love I've it. Well, I've also, I've got a kind of, um, you know, as uh, as actors, we mm, often talk mm. about the, like, the ceremony uh, and the tradition of theatre. Mm. And one of my, my own personal traditions as an audience member is whoever I'm sat next to, I turn to as as the lights are dimming and I will always say, I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> and then... Sometimes I do it again at the interval, depending Aww. on how much of an emotional roller coaster it is. Um, but it only kind like of really ritual. occurred to me how odd that is <laughs> when you're sat next to somebody you don't know. Oh. <laughs> um, and I didn't say it to that individual. Oh. But it could, you should have done. You should have. Maybe I should have. Well, you know who else gets <laughs> very giddy at theatres? It's Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Now that's a segue. Bam! <laughs> Did not see that coming. Get I only bring name. it up because me and some friends were watching it live and I feel incredibly privileged. Not privileged, I think privilege is the wrong word. I just feel like I've Thank never stayed goodness. up for the Oscars live, ever. It was my first yeah. time ever staying up for the Oscars and I was... You know, like, it was 1 till 4 p.m. for us. So it was like a thing. Like, you did yeah. have to, you know, really have I mean. to have a reason. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I was lucky in the way that I saw quite a lot of the, 
nominated films um maybe not enough i think i need to watch some more but enough enough to feel like invested in them and i was really starting to it was about halfway through and i was really starting to fade you know i was like god i might go to bed (laughs) like i don't know if this is for me and then Will Smith punches Chris Rock and I stay up for the whole thing because, oh my God, to see that live and to see the, telev- the television like cut out and be like, we well, are experiencing some technical issues. Like, oh, yo. Geez. And also us not knowing it, like, because in that moment, you don't know if it's a bit or not. So we had to like scramble through social media and everyone's yeah. asking the same thing. You know, it was really one of those moments where we're like, oh, this is a, this is a live event. This is, was- yeah. The Very history interesting of, of modern TV being un- unfolding right in, in front of you. Yeah, and and the weirdest thing is, is like, I mean, it's really just gossip at the end of the day. It's you know, it's millionaires punching millionaires, and you know, it's <laughs> yes. just it is it is pretty irrelevant. Mm. However, like. It's very odd to see the the millionaire class, the other actors and creatives at the ceremony, or the ceremony, the Oscars, whatever, it, not talk about it. And especially afterwards, just, just not saying a damn word. Yeah, just, just like pretend. They, yeah, they, I mean, come on. You need, like, it's so weird to not have any opinions on this. It's, it's I understand, you know, there's some you know you don't want to take sides but like i don't think it's that hard to say yeah i don't i don't reckon people should punch people or yeah. make or make jokes about people like that but and still don't punch people i don't know yeah it seems like a very you know but it, again it just highlighted to me how delicate this kind of what i now call the millionaire class uh hollywood has to really be around be. these things because they are so fragile they they really are yeah, especially when I don't know. Like I, remember, I did, I, I did have a moment of thinking like, if you say the wrong thing and mm. you're not in the position to, like, that is career ending. Yeah, just it for is. having a, a comment on it. Yeah, exactly. And and uh, but that's what I mean. Like it's very, I forget. Like, it's very hard for these people to be honest in a way without kind of either you have to make it your whole personality to have this yeah. level of honesty and have yeah. people know that and still hire you regardless. Mm. Or if you've marketed yourself as someone who is not, you know, controversial controversial or opinionated, then you you kind of have to kind of stick with that unless you... It's, it's one of those things you just have to be like that from the outset. Otherwise, people are going to go, whoa, yeah. you tricked us. So, yeah, I don't know. I, su- I suppose it's kind of, a, I don't know, like... I suppose it depends how you see your job as an actor because yeah. I've definitely like considered I don't know because when you look at people like Benedict Cumberbatch mm. or Olivia Coleman um like they they really are quite good at staying out of the media when they don't want to be mm. and I think a big part of that is because they don't ever make comment on things like this they don't mm. really ever make political comments yeah and part of me wonders if, like, because all of the best, all, all of the people that I consider to be the best actors mm. are people like that mm. or along that strain. And part of me wonders if that is, like, another reason. Because the more you know a person on a personal level, the harder it is for them not to be that person in your mind when you're yeah. watching them. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, the fact that I don't really know who Olivia Coleman is. yeah. 
makes it easier to mold her into the character she's presenting in your head yeah and then suddenly she's that like i suppose that's the kind of weird dichotomy um of like the job is that as you the better you are and the more well-known you are for being good at your job the harder it becomes and then the more notoriety you have yeah yeah and people know you for different like that's why I always like. I don't think Emma Watson is a particularly great actor, but you know I respect what she does, and I you know I really try to believe her in every film that she does, and some of them are very good. But I just mm. can't unsee her as this grown-up Hermione or, or like you know UN feminist personality that she's yeah put, you know become. Put, yeah become so. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you what you mean, and and yeah, it's it's really hard to tear yourself away from yeah. that. Yeah, massively. Yeah, well, I've I've been having a lot of thoughts recently about the same thing of like what 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 you believe acting, like being an actor is is there for like obviously we are there to 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 make life, but then yeah. also. Uh, <sighs> If you get a quote unquote big as an actor, you will have another role and that is celebrity. And then yeah, it, that begs the question, like what do you think a celebrity, what their role in society is? And mm. I don't, I don't know if I ever became a celebrity. Do you know what I mean? You can become an actor without being a celebrity, but if you happen to become a celebrity, you really, yeah. I think it's a really important place to start questioning your values there because that you have a lot of power. And yeah. I, I really do think people with power, like they need to, yeah, they, they, they have social influence and social influence is way more powerful than I think we, any of us really realize. I don't know. Yeah. Personally. I suppose again, like, again, another thing, like, I don't know, a lot of where we're at in our training as well requires that we like consider these things. So it's, it's funny having these ongoing questions, especially when it's reflected in the media in this way. Mm. But I suppose it is the question of, because a lot of people kicked off because, um, oh God, uh, Jim Carrey spoke out and kind of condemned the violence of Will Smith, which mm. feels like a weird thing to say whilst there's a war in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's interesting because I suppose like the question of, do like, does anybody, does any celebrity or anybody who's there because of their talent in one film, in one, in one film, in one field, like have a right to then comment on anything and everything? Yeah. Because I was then like, well, if I did have that social platform and mm. that power over a group of people mm. like uh, I've either got to make sure I am constantly being the most well-informed person on that topic yeah or I I have to understand that my role with that power is not to spread information which I'm which is uh, opinion yeah which might be ill-founded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It is so hard. And I guess that's why a lot of people don't, don't. <laughs> they just don't yeah. engage with it altogether. But I mean- Because you only have to get it wrong once. Yeah, exactly. To do yeah. a lot of damage. Yeah. And also then you have the people like who are doing active damage when they think they're trying to be voices and saviors like JK Rowling. Yeah. 
like yeah. that stance that she's taken. And I just, yeah, I mean, f- for me, part of it is like, if it's to do with you or something you have relative expertise in or knowledge in or connection with, then yeah. you speak out about it. But then if not, then you raise other voices up with that power. So yeah. Yeah. And, and also just, I don't know, the more people who speak out, the the more the easier it gets for people to speak out. True. Yeah, I don't know. And it just also just, just, I mean, still kind of in shock with how John Boyega was treated, like back in summer 2020 of just like absolutely like, he, I think he got like contracts dropped and stuff for yeah. just speaking out about something that was not only a social issue, but a social issue that, was close to him obviously and like yeah, affected yeah, him yeah. and it was just like if if you can't even speak out about social issues that are connected to to you and who you are then like i don't mm. know that's the that's that's the toxicity of hollywood but yeah yeah i'm i'm hoping it's changing yeah speaking of actors well i'm on all the on all the the segues today you're doing um, a segue tour of leeds castle i was just saying to ed that i am going (laughs) wait what was that i don't know i went i went on a segue tour of leeds castle once and that's where my brain went my apologies (laughs) 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 what can you do what can you do um i'm making ed a necklace at the moment because i've got a bunch of beads um yeah i'm making necklaces for my friends slowly but surely uh emphasis on slowly um, it's been weeks now since yeah, I said that. This is surely. <laughs> One day I'll, 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 I'll get that. In fact, tonight I've said. Tonight while watching Bridgerton, which I personally have very mixed opinions about. Because on the one hand, I love, I love a good period drama. Like I love, I don't know what, it's just the costumes, the everything. I just, I just adore it. I just, it's, I, I want to be in it. I want to watch it. I want to make them. I just love period dramas mm. however there's a certain style bridgerton uh applies to itself uh, in which one could only describe it as cheesy um yeah. and yeah. it's just stylistically speaking in the, in the dialogue and the way it's filmed and the themes and the dialogue and the dialogue <laughs> um just p- painful sometimes at points um and but i really enjoy it and it's very easy watching for me but it's just not a dialogue in which i am used to when it comes to period it, it like it's very much the script is very contemporary mm. for a period drama which is i guess just a style that is just jarring in my little period drama brain but uh I, you know, it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm warming to it slowly, but I also do mm. feel like I need to watch it because it's one of those things that everyone, everyone watches. So I just feel like out of the loop if I haven't watched it as well. That's fair. But I mean, um, Ed said he had some things to say about it. Well, because I, because you were saying earlier, like you, you felt like you, you had to watch it from like almost a research point of yeah, view. Yeah, exactly. And when I started watching series one last year, I, came from absolutely the same place yeah. and I was like everybody was talking about it it kept coming up in my recommends and I mm-hmm. 
I detested the idea of watching it, mm. but I was like, I feel like I have to mm. because so many people are talking about it. Mm. And I watched the first few episodes and I, I hated it. <laughs> I absolutely hated it. Yeah. Also, it didn't help that there was a lot, everyone, everybody was like, oh my God, it's so, there's so much sex. And there was like no sex. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I mean. <laughs> and I was like, hey. Also, there's like two, I'm three sex scenes at the, sex near here. the end. And there's, it's just, everyone's like, it's so raunchy. It's almost like period porn. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's just cheesy. And then there's a few sex scenes near the end of the season. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a style. It's a style. It's a style. For sure. I mean, it wasn't, I was, I was, I was sold sex and I got none. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Upsetting. Yeah, I was I'm sold to say it. period drama and I got contemporary, but they're in period costumes and also they have overly done RP accents. Yeah, and um, an orchestral arrangement of Thank You Next. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know the target audience it's mm. hitting and, you know, I appreciate, I mean, like, for God's sake, I used to be a big fan of the show called Rain, which is very similar in that way. I mean, even the producers of Rain have described it as Mary Queen of Scots fan fiction. Like, it's so divorced <laughs> from the actual facts of history, and it knows it. So it just sells itself as, like, historical fan fiction. And yeah. I love it. I love it. And I watched it, like, six, seven years ago, and I loved it. But I just think maybe for where it's hit me in my journey in life just not a bit of me but yeah. had it come six years earlier i would have been all about it it's just it's a style and i feel yeah. like i have to watch all of it because i feel like i have to be in the loop because it's also it's a very it's it's a great like it, it's it's munching up them new actors from fresh yeah. from drama school actors and it's straight out of drama it's school. it's eating them all up and it's given them so much so much work so many opportunities good jobs good pay yeah. it's supporting the industry i would like the the world to support so i mm. will support it back by watching, watching it, it. Uh, well i should also i don't know whereabouts are you in the series i'm i'm oh i've already done season one and okay. i'm on the first episode of season two as we speak i'm yeah, gonna finish I, it and watch season two, episode two, as I do your your Netflix. Uh, yeah. Well, cause, because I was going to say, like, I... So I detested it and until <laughs> I got about halfway through. And then I found myself, like, feeling neutral. Mm. And now I am very, very excited to start watching series <laughs> two. <laughs> um, I have really had a full 180 on it. That's so funny to me i feel like <clears throat> maybe if you can just get past it and just like it's not quite camp but it yeah it's close to being and if you can just shift your perspective in a way you can yeah. maybe see it as camp and then you once, can enjoy it once you've accepted the form for what it is yeah then it's then it's quite enjoyable like there's no sincerity there's i mean it, for me, it was like my equivalent of a soap. Yeah. Like I'm not watching it for any of the reasons I watch a lot of the films and TV programs I watch. Yeah. But is it good to fall asleep to at like 10 o'clock at night when you're cozy in bed? Is it good yeah. to do your knitting to and do arts and crafts to? Yes. Is it good to just like 
I, I'm a person who needs to learn how to rest. And this is the type of <laughs> yeah. stuff that I need because like I'm honestly I'm on a roll of watching films that do not let my brain rest. I need to be fully engaged in them all the time. <laughs> it's thematically right really difficult and complex. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. So this is one, you know, if I'm needing to rest, I can rest. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah, Amen watch that. watch the fucking the production team of Bridgerton in like three years. But it's on like season six or something. Like, oh, it's Ed yeah. Shamwana and Noella Osborne, you know, them GSA grads, you know, let's see what they're like. You know, maybe cast them in Bridgerton and they look at our podcast and they're like, no, I well, they fucking hated it back in 2022. <laughs> yeah, back in the day. So that is a really important opinion. And also our podcast is so popular and accessible yeah. that they can definitely listen to these episodes. Well, by then it will have taken off. Yeah, exactly. I we would have taken a three-year break, which, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. as... As we all know, means our listenership will listenership quadruple. Will yeah, through the roof. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I also think it's important to say that I think me and Reggae Jean Page very much fill the same casting bracket. Do <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> you know if I? I don't know. Maybe if, if I had washboard abs, then maybe. <laughs> washboard? Why are they called washboard abs? This is my question. I think. Um, I don't know what a washboard is. Maybe this would help uh, this well, information. Back in the day, and I mean way back in the day, to wash your clothes, there was like a like a board that like a bit like a cheese grater, but not quite so sharp, and it just had lots of like lumps and bumps. So you would uh, like you would like use it to like scrub your clothes. Yes. And so it's just basically just a bumpy piece of board and and it's not Apparently. a very flattering image to compliment someone with, though. No, I like to imagine. Yeah, when somebody says washboard abs, you like look like person, something I would clean my clothes on. I clean my smalls on you. Oh yeah, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Maybe that's maybe that should be a thing. I I don't. What else would you call them though? Um, we should make a new phrase. To compliment someone's <laughs> muscles. Muscular abdominals. Yes. Um che not cheese grater, that's almost as bad. It's like like a like a pack of burger buns. <laughs> <laughs> or like you got radiator texture abs. <laughs> it's like it's like he's got a radiator on He's got radiator texture abs, he has. I don't know why, but there's something about talking about abs which feels like an inherently northern thing. Maybe that's me being <laughs> classist and so horrible. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't oh. know. It well, just it feels radiator abs. I think it's because it feels slightly more wholesome, less predatory. <laughs> right. <laughs> if this is true. A, there is in something... an articulate southern voice. I'm yeah, we sound a little bit articulate. kind of yeah. There's all, I mean, I think maybe it's relation to how we perceive power and power is perceived usually to come from a southern sounding voice because yeah, it's the true. south that has the economic power. So maybe I, northern accents aren't associated with power as much and therefore it sounds more wholesome and less like you have ulterior motives. So is what you're saying that what I said was inherently classist? <laughs> Based sure, on my yeah. assumptions of power. Yeah. Yeah. And geographical proximity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I apologise for that. Because <laughs> <laughs> me, I'm also not from the South. Duh. Yeah. Really Darling, exactly. my accent is... Stroud. No. Do, do you know... Darling. 
darling, my accent is nowhere near as posh as yours. So, <laughs> so don't even tell me I'm I'm posh because I'm not. Well, that takes us beautifully into dad joke of the week. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Dad joke um, of the week. Dad joke of the week. Oi. Dad joke of the week. Dad joke of the week. Uh. Oi, that was fun. <laughs> well, without further ado. <laughs> it's Dad Joke of the Week. Well, I mean, it's, an, it's, a, it's a true story. Actually. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. It's not a true story, but you know. We, we'll pretend it is. They're always embedded in real life, these dad jokes. You know? Exactly. Well, I was talking to my partner the other day. And um, and uh, he said, you haven't listened to a single word I've just said, have you? And I was I was taken aback. I mean, it's such an odd way to start a conversation. It's a slow burner. What? What? I'll just read the joke as it's written, shall okay, I? Okay. <laughs> okay. Go again. Go again. Go again. <laughs> My wife screamed, "You haven't listened to a single word I've said, have you?" And I was taken aback. What a weird way to start a conversation. Oh, I i mean, I i did get it, but I thought I didn't get it because it was that uh, disappointing. Okay. I thought I was, <laughs> I thought I was lacking understanding of it, but I, I actually... But you weren't. I, I actually had all of the information and I actually understood it, but I thought it was, oh. it was uh, more complex than it, it actually was. I tried to um, remove gender. I felt like I didn't want to play on any negative <coughs> stereotypes, but... I think, for me personally, the addition of wife made it more misogynistic. And okay. therefore I understood the intention of the joke more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay. Yes, so, because, I, I because of the ignoring of women came into play. So. Yes. <clears throat> yes. 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 <laughs> Voldemort kind of crawled yeah. out my esophagus for a second. Do you know, this is a... Sorry, I'm going to rate it, actually, before I yeah, go into this next thing. Um, I feel like I'm just being stupid. It's the whole thing that he just... Because he wasn't listening and he... Yeah. It's just a weird way to start a conversation because he hadn't... Right. Yeah. I, I'm Ed... I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to give it like a two. Wow, that's yeah. the lowest rating yet. Um, and I have to give a shout out to Josh, Josh Spice. Um, Josh sent that in. Josh oh. is a, an actual comedian, by the way. So oh, dear. Don't check out Josh's shows as well. <laughs> this is not a good promotion, Ed. Josh is a wonderful comedian. Um, but... That it is, is a dad joke, to be fair. It's a dad joke. This is yeah. the point of the form. It's not meant yeah. to be good. Yeah. It's yeah. supposed to be supposed to be bad mm. and perhaps questionable in taste. Yeah. And Josh has, in that way, fulfilled the remit entirely and thus yeah. is exactly. a wonderful comedian. Exactly. And everybody should go and watch him yeah. uh, as soon as they can. Precisely. Um, and I've now forgotten the point I was going to make. Ah, yes. No, I don't. I know. I remember it. So there's this thing that um, I became recently aware of, which what? I don't know why I'm suddenly going quite posh again. Um, 
<laughs> but I, I, beca- I recently became aware of um, this thing of Scandinavian culture. Um, oh. And it's where, and it's also it's apparently a French thing and also an Irish thing as well. And oh. um, where it's 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 where they it was where they make noise on an inhalation, and usually it's an affirmative noise, so like huh? a yes or an I, like a <gasps> that oh. kind of night. Like the Irish, uh, maybe not now, but I just in my research I read that's like <gasps> I I like I. You know, Bye. yeah, yeah, it's it's an it's interesting phenomenon. Wow, and uh, it's very, very few cultures do it. Um, mm. But when they do, it's 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 usually in an affirmative way. Okay. The inhalation. So I think that's very interesting. That like, that out of the cultures that do do it, all of them have seemed to to kind of have developed in a point that it, it's widely recognized as an affirmation or a yes. An affirmation. Or a, yeah. Mm. So Jim, Jimmy Carr in certain cultures is a, a very affirming person. He's just going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like he's in the room. <clears throat> oh, hello. Jimmy? 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 Hello. Oh, I'm going to make an offensive joke. Huh. What? <laughs> I ju- I, I'm, not that I have any fear in uh, hating on Jimmy Carr, but I'm going to make it known now that I don't find him funny. I just, yeah. my dad, he's a lover of him, and I'm. this is where our rift begins, because I can't relate to you. Sorry. I have found him funny at times. I've found him incredibly unfunny at times. Yeah. I think my frustration with this is I think there are definitely... And I say this, I mean the argument that was going on in, in recent weeks mm. um, is that sometimes you just have to acknowledge where you fucked up and it can't yeah. always be about like uh, working modern, with it. like a counterculture against yeah. the, the snowflake millennials. I think you actually just have to go, yeah, I was punching down against a, <laughs> a group of people that I had no right to. Yeah. And it was really wrong. And, and I think he's fallen into that trap quite a few times. Yeah, and it's um, and it, it I don't know, and it's also like no one's out here trying to cancel him per se or make him. It's just yeah, society has moved on, and like that shit's not really funny anymore. So kind of yeah. either get with it or just die on that hill, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's not like we're actively trying to be like, screw you, Jimmy Carr, for making offensive jokes because offensive jokes are still a thing. Yeah. But we've just kind of, what we find funny now has just changed. And it's just like, yeah. if you can't be bothered to adapt and you can't, if you can't be funny without being offensive, then like, uh, how funny are you? Yeah, really? it's one of those things as well. I think it's one, like, it's one thing to say that you're, you're being unjustly cancelled. If you do something wrong, you clearly make an effort to correct that wrong. You clearly go out of your way to blah, blah, blah. blah and you still feel like you're being kind of ostracized in the media. But actually, I mean, he made a joke that was offensive and uh, and very harmful to a specific community and did nothing to apologize or make yeah. amends for it. And so people held him to account for that. And I don't think you can say that you're being canceled. Um, rather, you're just being held to account and yeah. and refusing to, to acknowledge the, the harm and wrongdoing. And as done. a comedian, you also 
uh, accept that your role in society relies on an audience and relies on people finding you funny. And if you can't accept that people don't find you funny anymore because of the the style of joke, then I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. It takes a very particular type of person um, to do something in front of an audience, get a real negative backlash, and then decide that it is the fault of the audience that nobody enjoyed it. Um, And I think it's fine to say, look, if it was taken out of context, but sometimes things... Like, I don't think that joke put into the context of the show had any difference in its intention or or harm. And um, and actually, if if the, the majority of the public is saying that you are doing something wrong and harmful, then I think you, you need to look at yourself and say, maybe I'm doing something wrong and harmful. Yeah, adapt. Uh, as opposed to, nobody finds anything funny anymore. Because <laughs> even if that were the case... That's now that's an, an unfortunate reality of the world you yeah. now live in. Yeah. So you either adapt or you're or yeah. you're survival or of you the retire. fittest, really, yeah. isn't it? So surely. Let us know your thoughts if yeah. you if if they differ. Also, I, I do want to. D- yeah, I want to hear from people who would stand up for this guy. Like, I haven't mm. heard from many people so in in that in of that opinion. So I would actually want to know if there's people on his side in this. I also struggle because you know I I like to think I did quite a lot of work to make sure I stay open and aware of and uh, like actively listen to opinions and and thought processes that are different to mine. And in doing that, I've watched a few videos (laughs) of quite questionable people online, um, like coming out in defense of this, because I was just trying to understand like what the what the uh, what the flip side of the argument was. And the unfortunate thing is like, generally, when it is those people with the platforms that like are big enough to reach me outside of that bubble, like they are a very particular type of person that is very unwilling to like have an openness of mind or conversation. So it would be interesting, like genuinely. Yeah, um, yeah, to hear. If you, if you think otherwise. Yeah, and also just reg- like, I don't know, the regular, the regular person as well. Like, I don't know, just a lot of these people maybe have something to, uh, I don't know, a... a a vested interest in comedy remaining the way it is. I don't know. So yeah. Also, just the regular public of. I do. Yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like I have a grasp on what like the general public thinks of this whole situation. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Well. Well, on that note. Thanks for joining us again this week. Thank you. If you did. Sorry, <laughs> we uh, took three weeks to make this podcast. Yeah. Um, but wouldn't you have said it was. It was as good as three podcasts combined. Exactly. <laughs> well, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> or we might just get greedy with our listenership and uh, and uh, take just them for take, yeah, take, yeah. We'll take another few weeks off just to boost that. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. See you next week. Have a lovely Sunday evening. And um. Tell someone you love them. Aww. 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 Bye. Bye.